stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hey there, welcome to Ignited the Podcast, where we celebrate innovation and rural success. I'm Wade Cleveland. I work for a rural innovation hub called Ignite, a place that brings startups and industry, youth and community together with a goal of making an impact on rural communities everywhere. I'm here to tell you some great small town and rural success stories. This episode, we're joined by our co-host through our Women's Founder Series, Amanda Langley, along with her partner, Adam. Together, they operate Super Yacht East Coast, a business focused on destination development and visitor attraction and building marine tourism for our region. Starting a business aimed at shaping new opportunities requires unwavering vision, tireless dedication, and unbridled passion. And these two have that in spades. With an expanding network of partners, they have remained focused on raising the profile of our region as a global yachting destination, while simultaneously enhancing marine infrastructure, services, and experiences for local and regional users. I just want to know what brought you here. Uh, so I know, Adam, you kind of... Made us come. Well, there, there was that. <laughs> Or was that? <laughs> but I, I'm wondering about what brought you to super yachts, of all things, or even when it comes right down to a waterfront development. Now, I know you started kind of in, in government, and you, uh, Amanda, have kind of a, a marketing background. Help me here. How did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get in this boat together? Um, I think, you know, if you boil it down for me, it's that I have just, from a young age, been obsessed with the ocean and with boats. And growing up in Nova Scotia, a province, you know, almost completely surrounded by water, it's it's hard to get away from. And when I tried to move away from the ocean, you know, even in university and go west, young man kind of uh, narrative, I only lasted a year because I had to be drawn back to the water. Um, so my whole life has been centered around the water and boats. And my professional career evolved into working on waterfronts and developing waterfronts and uh in that developing customers. Uh, so marine tourism is kind of where uh, I evolved to and in that recognizing the importance of building uh, experiences for local boaters but then the local boaters become the attraction for the visiting boaters and looking for new markets and we landed on you know the super yacht sector being a really high value visitor to Nova Scotia and a great opportunity to build a connected network of destinations attracting this new market. How long ago was that? At, at what point did you say, okay, this is it, we're going, we're going to create this company, we're, we're off and at them? Well, I had a tremendous career in, uh, with the province of Nova Scotia. I worked uh, for Waterfront Development, which evolved to develop Nova Scotia. Uh, when I left the uh, develop in 2021, uh, it was after having had an incredible experience working with a great team to build marine infrastructure around the province of Nova Scotia. Um, great, uh, but if we're going to attract global attention to our region as a marine destination, we need to create a bigger network and a bigger landscape of opportunities. They're so, not just coming here to come to Nova Scotia, they're going to come here and visit all of the East Coast. So Precisely, and uh, so when you're working within government, often you are working within mandates and, uh, and boundaries, and I, we saw the opportunity was bigger than... Uh, where we were and so we wanted to expand that so we went on our own uh, we started a destination development company focused on developing 
largely waterfront uh, properties. Uh, and with that in parallel, and this is Amanda's area of expertise, we want to tell the story as we're developing the opportunity so that when the development is done or the infrastructure is created or the services are available, the customers are there. There, there's not a lag where you're like, okay, now we're done. Now we got to go talk about it. Yeah. So how I came in is that Adam, we were we were operating under um, A Langley Developments, which isn't a very sexy brand. Come on, I think it's super sexy. <laughs> um, so that's our that's our umbrella consulting company. Right. So you know when we're working with waterfronts on on improving infrastructure and services and experience, that's kind of the umbrella that we use. But we decided we needed a brand that is actually the uh, public-facing brand, so people that you know to get people engaged in this region, and so Superyacht East Coast came out of that. So I developed the brand um, and all the brand standards and all the the fun, sexy stuff, um, and it's been really fun uh, to watch that brand come alive, and people have really gravitated towards it. They have, and so, you know, the word super yacht, uh, whether you know what a super yacht is, and technically it's a private yacht over 80 feet long, but the word just starts a conversation. If you don't understand what they are, you don't like them, you, you like them, it opens up the opportunity to have a discussion. Uh, and our approach to developing marine tourism is not one-dimensional. It's not just about the super yacht sector. That really enables that conversation to lead into, well, how do we leverage infrastructure uh, services and itinerary to be accessible to everyone? And so if you build to the standard of a yacht or a super yacht, you're really achieving success and creating an experience that everyone can access. And our work is rooted in providing public access to and from from the water, so whether you have a kayak or a 150-foot yacht, or even if you land in the in the harbor in a seaplane, we want to see all of that be able to access the community, uh, who can then leverage their waterfronts to you know provide a stage for businesses to grow, for people to perform, and really creates the animation that builds the destination. So a super yacht is owned by a fairly wealthy person. So you're dealing with I, I hesitate to say it in quite this way, but you're you're dealing almost with another class of people. You're you're dealing with something really almost like my mind has trouble wrapping itself around. That. We 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 like to call it high value visitation. And the great thing about super yacht is most people who own a super yacht also have access or own a private jet, um, are well traveled in other ways. Um, so you're, you're kind of, it's not it's not just about the boat. It's bigger than the boat. It's bigger than the boat. Right. Um, but it is a different market. It mm-hmm. requires a completely different approach to how you market. It is a small sector, but with a large uh, return on investment if you are attracting these visitors. And how you actually go about marketing and communicating is very pre- precise. It's, it's very targeted, and it's, it's about boat relationships. It is, and it's a very different way of marketing. So a lot of the traditional ways that um, tourism is marketed here, you know, I'll just throw out an example, highest tides in the world. That is not something you want to say to a person who's coming on a yacht. (laughs) Unless you provide the context. Unless you provide the context. (laughs) Or the most shipyards, shipwrecks in the world. Yes, so there's there's certain (laughs) things that, that... all tourism departments and, and entities market, and that it's just that's not the way that you'd market to this 
Yeah, you, you, we take existing narratives and shape them to make sense to the, to the marine tourist visitor. But still yeah. staying very authentic. So, you know, they still want to be at the top of Franny Mountain and see that vista, but they don't necessarily want to see a picture of somebody with a backpack on their back. They're going to get there in another way. They don't want to be hiking for hours. So they, they want that authentic experience, but they... It has to be elevated. And I think that's really customized. important. It's not that we're, we're not trying to change how people deliver the authenticity of their services or experience. We're just tweaking and elevating it so that it is presented at uh, in a way that makes it more attractive to a different type of visitor who, uh, you know, he, they might want to go uh, to the this, on this hiking experience that Amanda just described, but perhaps at the once they get to the top, a helicopter might pick them up and take them back to the uh, to the boat, or, or there might be a local wine tasting on the top of it. It's just yeah. about creating an experience within that experience yeah. that they can't get anywhere else. So, but it is a it's a different uh, market for sure, and it's one that people often uh, stereotype as being folks that um, want to come in and sort of take over the environment. Uh, and they're, they're, if, you, if you don't manage the expectations at the local level, the people delivering the services and the experience in parallel with managing the visitor expectation, then I, you could end up with a challenge where you have a smaller community that gets overpopulated with visitors or the visitor comes in and, and has a bad experience or the community has one. So we, we, are, we kind of act as the the center of the of the wheel and coordinate expectations as much as we coordinate the opportunity to ensure that we're we are delivering the overused authentic word but it really is that's why people come here but our authentic experience can be elevated there is a lot to unpack there um, that's your favorite <laughs> saying <laughs> but there really is because you've said so much and in my mind my mind starts to spin a little bit because i'm thinking there's two aspects to this there's your super yacht clientele, the ones who are looking for something. And then there's the other side of it. There's the local clientele who are looking to supply it. And neither of those at the beginning of this existed as an industry. You're not starting a business. I, I believe you've said this. Yeah. You're not starting a business. We're You're creating, creating an industry. Yeah, we, yeah we're, we're building businesses within the development of an industry. And it's uh, that's what makes it so exciting and why people get really enthusiastic. And we come into the, the opportunity that's very non-threatening that way. It's like we are the, the, the coordinator of multiple uh, partners and businesses. And then with the market, what we have as a challenge with a lot of small businesses, and we have that business challenge ourselves, is like you often don't have the resources to hire a full-time marketing person or a full-time business development person or a full-time whatever. We take that burden and enable the businesses or the service provider to focus on, or the community or the wharf or what happened marina, to focus on what they are best at delivering. That is the service of their facility or their site or their experience. We go out and tell the world. We go out and attract the market. We get the outside world or the even or the local or the regional community of, in this case, a recreational boating community, excited about why they should come to Nova Scotia or Atlantic Canada or the East Coast because we are all partnering with uh, New England and Maine as well, which is you know has a, a very dominant recreational boating uh, community. 
uh, has been a historic destination for, for many years and is in very close proximity to Nova Scotia, especially Southwest Nova Scotia, which can be a gateway. Um, and we're partnering with them as well. So it's, you know, and Amanda can speak more to this, but we, through a partnership with Four Points Marina in Portland, Maine, we have Maine selling Nova Scotia because so they see the value. In, in that because it's going to draw more boats through their facility as we push them further north. As mm -hmm. a marketer, it's there's so many things that have been exciting to see, but you know, having Four Points put an ad in Triton Magazine, which is the magazine that captains read, um, and having them be indirectly advertising Nova Scotia for free because well, as part of our partnership, part of our yeah. partnership because yeah. we're selling a connected coastline it's a it's a connected coastline of experiences authentic experiences and so to see that it's we have been kind of pioneering this industry and marketing tourism you know, in a different in, way it's interesting though because if you look back in, in history we had such a strong tie to new england states uh, as a trade partner and for a variety of reasons for especially when transportation moved from the sea to the land a lot of those connections were severed, but the history is still there. And this, this is sort of a fun kind of reconnection of our maritime, shared maritime history and our shared maritime coastline and celebrating it together. Because we, Amanda um, just worked tremendously hard on one of our, our first uh, significant uh, New England, Maine, and Nova Scotia itineraries focused on lighthouses. And when you look at it, it looks like the same lands landscape. Now, all of our a lot, the experiences are different and they're very unique to the different areas, but it, it it already demonstrates a coordinated landscape. And something as iconic as lighthouses, it's just another example of something that our connected coastline shares. Yeah. They're dotted. There's over 200 lighthouses in Maine and Nova Scotia dotted along our coastline. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the shared history and the, it just lends itself to the shared opportunity. Like. We really, and I've spent a lot of time when I worked for the province, uh, and I worked with a group of people that was very entrepreneurial focused in breaking down silos, breaking down barriers, erasing border lines, and especially on around an opportunity like this, and it leads a good segue into our work with the destination marketing organizations in Nova Scotia with Discover Halifax, Destination Eastern Northumberland Shore, Yarmouth Acadian Shores, and Destination Cape Breton, who has been a leader uh, in this marine tourism uh, opportunity we are bringing a product that they can all work collaboratively towards being successful with, which is super exciting um, because it brings a lot of resources to it without them having to put the effort in and going out and find the market, doing the business development, doing like the, the market research. Also, we've done that and we are already in market and representing through those organizations, a bigger product in this case of, of Nova Scotia. And it's something that touches so many different layers of who we are in this region. So many different businesses um, and industries are interwoven into this. Um, it's for a province that, or a region that's almost completely surrounded by water, we're almost an island. And every mode of transportation other than that is usually what's marketed. Um, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Selling how to get here by the sea or yeah. even just experiencing it by the sea, is uh, it's been really fun to tell that story. I want to tell you about some amazing programming at Ignite aimed at youth. Inspiring youth and exposing them to entrepreneurship, STEAM programming is one of Ignite's pillars. STEAM stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And it's the key to igniting creativity, imagination, and innovation. 
from our Creative Arts and Music series of events to game creation, the $100 Entrepreneur Challenge summer camps to our Up and Atom Science and Sports summer camps, we are helping to build future innovators in our rural communities. For more information and to sign up for our events newsletter, visit IgniteAtlantic.com. When you have a lot of visitors to your waterfront by both land and water, the Halifax waterfront is a great example of this. When you go down on a beautiful summer day in July and the, the waterfront is filled with boats and the land side and the patios are filled with people, it creates this, this environment of animation that just is happening organically without knowing all and I come from an operations background so underneath it there's a lot of like the duck is just like paddling madly as the guys are trying and girls are trying to keep up with all the the servicing and what have you but at the surface level it's just all you see are people smiling and this sort of this exuding this this utopia of happiness and and that can happen across all of our waterfronts and our communities as they're connected together through a network and celebrated as a bigger product other than their individual self, they become a bigger uh, and more marketable uh, and desirable destination. And so that's, that's a big part of our work is knitting together this regional destination network focused on marine tourism, new opportunity, but it, with that, the tentacles of opportunity just are so far reaching, they just, they don't stop. Mm-hmm. It's everything from um, a yacht or visitor coming in and, and needing a haircut in a rural community to it's needing the, provisions. Oh, that's it. Haircuts to helicopters. That's his saying. <laughs> so they want to, they, I mean, it does touch everything. We had a yacht last summer that had a couple standard poodles on board and needed a groomer. It, it's, it's things you don't even think about. It's a floating resort. So often when a yacht would come in in the past, people would just see it as a rich person who's tied up to the dock. I've always seen that as an opportunity. And so now we are, we are educating our, our service providers and our businesses on how to access that opportunity. A good example, years ago, uh, a yacht came into Halifax and they needed to have their HVAC system service. So I called up an HVAC company because these are basically large resorts, right? They need everything you, a big building would need. And so I called this gentleman, a local service provider in Halifax. I'm like, have you ever worked on a yacht before? And he says, pause. I was like, well, I said, they, they need to have their HVAC service. Are you interested? He said, sort of hesitated. He's like, oh, okay, of course. I said, okay, when you come down, uh, I just have a couple requirements. Make sure you've got a uniform, wear it, boots are clean. You're going to take them off to get on the boat. And uh, just let's, this is a good opportunity for you to experience what could be a recurring opportunity in a sector you probably never even imagined existed. And so that's the type of thing that gets me excited is traditional businesses or even non-traditional or non-existing businesses, businesses that can develop because of this industry we're creating, just builds the opportunity. And so it just goes back to that whole bigger than the boat kind of expression. It's a misunderstood industry as well. The visitors from our experience who are coming here are lovely, lovely people. They're educated. Um, some of them are retired. They're explorers. They love going to new places. They love scenery. They love, you know, experiencing authentically how the locals do. Um, a yacht last year, he loved to walk. He was a retired mathematician. So yeah. it's it's just about understanding who that visitor is and then directing them to those experiences that they love. Yeah, and I think that is that's kind of a part of it because, you know, you bring up super yachts and I think there are certainly people out there who are thinking, well, they're going to show up and they're going to look for the next big disco and it's not going to be there and they're going to go, this place sucks and off we go. The word I can't stand and I had to deal with it for years is we're not market ready. There you are. And I would say I'd be looking out my window on one of my previous 
positions at a, you know, basically a marina full of yachts and small boats and big boats. And I'm like, how are we not market ready? We're, they're already they're coming already here. coming. So we are actually in catch up mode. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a change. It's a new thing. It's uh, I think it's a bit of our maritime you know, hesitancy to deliver something if we don't think it's perfect. But that's what's awesome about us. We're imperfect. And that's Probably what, so. Right? <laughs> you know, so it's, again, managing expectations. And in any given day, we could be working on a um, operations plan for a waterfront or speaking to them about improving their infrastructure and services or, you know, speaking with a yacht about what there is to do here, going into market and marketing our different regions. I mean, it, we kind it's of a, do something different every five well, minutes of the day. Well, it's not just, it's not Amanda and I just leading this charge. We are involved with so many partners and so many communities these and so many industries that we're helping them see themselves in this opportunity absolutely and become you know that kind of trusted coordinator of ensuring that if they do step forward and take a chance or a community steps forward and says okay we want to figure out how to reinvigorate our waterfront and we believe that you know attracting new customers as well as keeping our local uh, or re-engaging or yeah. making more engaged our yeah, local yeah exactly that's uh that's you know something people are really getting excited about now. If we're always trying to justify investment by pausing and doing a study on something that's already happening, that's not a good use of everyone's time. Or money. This area of the marine industry is uh, is exciting, but it's it's also multi-dimensional. I mean, it's, I always say we're creating marine, flexible marine infrastructure when it comes down to the infrastructure side so that when you're investing in the community, you're not just investing for super yachts or, or recreational boating. You're looking at all the other uh, sectors that might access that, whether it's a research vessel or a fishing vessel or, or the, the cruise uh, um, opportunities, but also the local people getting access to and from the water. Um, that's the, again, I've, I've, I think I mentioned it before, but that's just so important because if you look around, uh, even though we have 13,300 kilometers of coastline in Nova Scotia, a lot of it's privately owned, uh, a lot of it's not accessible from the, from the land. So we have these treasures of community waterfronts and a lot of them are, you know, are failing or are in need of uh, recapitalization and people look at them and they get overwhelmed. They're like, well, I have these, this deteriorating asset and I just don't know what to do with it. And, it looks like a $20 million project, so that's what we're going to bring forward. And where we come in and we go, well, first I call it the big sweep. Let's just clean this place up. Let's see what we have. And then let's incrementally look at how we, over time or through phases, develop the means to be successful with this, this waterfront. And it could be as simple as putting in a small investment of a, a, a floating dock or for tenders to come to shore and for local people to get on a, a kayak or a motorboat or a sailboat or whatever. And then start, while that's happening, I we start telling the story. Tell the story. That's so important. Like if we don't tell the story while we're doing the work, we're, we're just missing out on creating chapters that just this book, it's like a never ending story. That wraps up part one of our discussion. We will continue our talk with Adam and Amanda in part two, which is available right now. You can find out more about Super Yacht East Coast by visiting their website, superyachteastcoast.com, and follow them on social media. They're on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you want to find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out igniteatlantic.com. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed to Ignited, shared us with your friends, and gave us a good review. And we'd love to hear from you. Any comments or suggestions about the podcast or who you'd like to hear on it are most welcome. Our website is igniteatlantic.com. My email is wade at igniteatlantic.com. I'm Wade Cleveland. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.